I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It has been a ridiculous week for the amount of things that we need to talk about. So... This might be called the speedrun episode because we have a lot to get through, like Sony, Disney, Ubisoft, Nintendo. You said Ubisoft, right? Yeah. Yep. Nvidia. Yep. And some other stuff. Yep. Good chunk. Crazy week. Surprisingly crazy week. Came out of nowhere. Well, it's been building. We had like two weeks where we're kind of like, oh, what's kind of going on? And then all of a sudden everybody's like, here's what's going on. And you're like, okay, all right. Let's yeah, let's, let's relax. Let's. And I even left out all the stupid shit this week, which was nice. Which is amazing because normally it does. <laughs> well, you know, you got to put something in there. Or else we'll just be sitting here in silence looking at each other and that's, it'll that's be awkward. A, that's you know? a lie. It's awkward anyway, and I'll say something stupid. Like one of the things I left off, which really annoys me, we'll get we'll get right into a mini rant here. I don't want to hear about a game. Oh, here we go. That I'm not going to see for several years. And the the clickbait titles like Star Wars Eclipse. Okay. Yep. Oh, Star Wars Eclipse is going to have all the mechanics, the normal Quantum Dream mechanics, and still remain an adventure action game. Yeah, no fucking shit, bro. Like, what What else would it be? Uh-huh. And why are you telling me this? I'm not going to see the game for another four goddamn years. Yep. Do you want to follow that right into Ubisoft with everything being project names instead of actual game names? Yeah. That's I mean, an issue. Then you could follow that same logic into Ubisoft again, where you go, oh, hey, Skull and Bones. That's about a six-year uh, jerk. Yeah. Beyond good, and evil, Beyond good and Evil 2. That one's not even... That's even funnier at this point. We haven't even heard about that one in a while. Yeah. But hey, you know what? We got a whole slew of new releases in case you don't want to sit there and, and hear about games that you'll probably never see or never play because they'll end up being trash anyways. So here we go. Number one, Fallout 76. Speaking I thought we weren't talking about trash games. <laughs> you fucking beat me to it. Fallout 76 <laughs> Expeditions, the pit expansion for PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Little Orpheus for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, number three, Lovecraft's Untold Stories 2 for the PC. Number four, SCP Secret Files for the PC. I don't know what SCP stands for. I don't know either. All right. Uh, various day life for the PC and Switch. Number six, a voice of cards, the Beasts of Burden, PC, PlayStation, and Switch. Number seven, World War One is Sonzo. Oh, we'll hear about them a little uh, 
little later. A little bit. Hear a little bit about them. Okay. For PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. I believe that's the uh, that's the one from Verdun, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I play, Dewey and I played that at PAX. It is. Actually, Todd, sorry, Todd and I played that at PAX. Someone has faith in them, we'll say. Oh, oh interesting. There's a person named in Wiggling their little tentacles. In. Oh, tentacles. Interesting. Number eight. I assume that is 13 remake for the Switch. Number nine, Cube, 10th anniversary for the PC and Xbox. Number 10, You Suck It Parking for the PC and Xbox. That's a lot of people. Yeah, it is. Number 11, The Wandering Village for the PC. Number 12, Blind Fate, Ido no Yami for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 13, we got a lot of, there's 23 on this list. Number 13, oh. Curious Expedition 2, Robots of Lux DLC for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 14, Despot's Game, Dystopian Army Builder, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 15, Fractured Online for the PC. Number 16, Grid Force, Mask of the Goddess for the PC. Number 17, Metal Hellslinger, PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number 18, Outer Wilds makes its way to the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Number 19, Ultimax, if you want to play it on PC, VR, and Quest 2. Number 20, Wayward Strand on the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 21, The Dark Prophecy is what I call my number for PlayStation, <laughs> Xbox, and Switch. <laughs> Uh, number 22, Hidden Through Time, Definitive Edition for the PlayStation and Switch. And number 23, Various Day Life for the PlayStation 4. Maybe we should like turn the new release section into the um, fortune cookie game where you turn all the fortune cookies sexual or, or you know, or something like that. Oh, okay. Where we should start doing where that. I just, new where I just rip a title and then say what it sounds like? Yeah, like say add something to it that's clearly... Clearly not right. Yeah. I'm sure people would really enjoy it. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm sure the developers would even like it more when I'm like the wandering village <laughs> is what I call my <laughs> in my pants, you know. Or yeah, just yeah, every something every stupid. time no matter what it is, you just say in your pants. Yep. Where, you know, then stuff like World War One is in my pants. <laughs> Trench warfare down there. <laughs> Lovecraft's untold stories. Oh man, what are you feeling? Evens. Okay, dodging that bullet. I'm dodging partially that bullet because I'm just going to start ranting about it as you read them. Anyway. Okay, that's fair. Uh, so we're going to kick off this week, an interesting week, one might say, with the Ubisoft Forward that happened Saturday that we predicted. We didn't predict. We relayed someone else's prediction uh, on Friday. So, so we'll we, see. I mean, we, we predicted our reaction to it. We'll see how accurate they were. All right. So we saw Assassin's Creed Mirage, which was confirmed to be the next mainline release, starring Bassam and set in the 9th century Baghdad. And it's supposed to be... Uh, Capture the spirit of the original Assassin's Creed. Coming out in 2023. We watched the uh, we watched the trailer for that one. Anything to say? Do you want me to continue on? I just keep going. All right. There's too many Assassin's Creeds to stop at one. 
All right. Codename Jade, an open world RPG for mobile, optimized for touch controls, which I don't know what else it would be. Set in a ancient controller. <laughs> set in ancient China. I almost said Japan. That's the next one. Set in ancient China, and allow players to create their own characters. Um, and then we got Codename Red. All right. So these next two, the theory is that they're for Assassin's Creed Infinity. But anyways, then we had Codename Red, which will be set in feudal Japan uh, and is being developed by Assassin's Creed Odyssey lead studio, Ubisoft Quebec. And then we had Codename Hex, which really didn't show much, but is being developed by Ubisoft uh, Montreal and is historically the lead studio on the series. And then there's Assassin's Creed Infinity, which is not a game. It's a platform that will allow fans access to both past and future games with the series' present-day meta story now planned to be delivered through this hub. The company is also exploring the potential for standalone multiplayer games through Infinity. There was also new content shown off for Assassin's Creed Valhalla with the next free expansion, The Last Chapter. Uh, Non-game announcements include Beyond the Creed, a new documentary looking at the series' first 15 years. They showed off Mario plus Rabbit's Sparks of Hope, which is due out on Switch October 20th, as well as a tease for three post-launch DLCs. Um, they detailed an expansion of its partnership with Netflix, which involves three mobile games, uh, which will be available to all of Netflix subscribers with no ads or in-game purchases. The first will be Valiant Hearts 2 in January. Mighty Quest later in 2023 and an undated mobile spinoff of Assassin's Creed. Which I I would hope is different than Jade, but who knows. I would hope it's the same. Well, you're you're making a fifth one? I would hope that they wouldn't do another mobile game, but if they're going to word it that way, I would assume that it's a different different game. That's what I should say. So they're going to do a fifth. Assassin's We're talking Creed about Ubisoft project. here. You got to get in Ubisoft's mind. That's the issue. I don't want to be there. I, my IQ would plummet. Other announcements include a closed beta for a Rainbow Six Mobile. Nate's really pumped about that one, and uh, another closed beta for or a closed beta for Tom Clancy's The Division Resurgence, the mobile version of the MMO. Obviously, they also saw we saw the first look of Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland. Which didn't really show us much, to be if I'm honest. Honestly, scared me. Yeah, because it definitely just looked like mm. uh, multiplayer, multiplayer, and that's where I went. Oh no! Mm. Oh. Which honestly, I think that's what it is. I think it's an escape from Tarkov's clone. Right, but I wanted, I wanted my cake to eat to eat it too. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I'm only as far as the division goes. I'm only interested in PVE. And if it was truly a Tarkov issue, like true Tarkov, they they wouldn't even be referencing survival mode, which is in the other divisions. They would be doing their own thing. Yeah. Uh, we also saw um, a little Brawlhalla spinoff. Um, not really a spinoff, I guess. Brawlhalla's take on Castlevania. Which was uh, happening October 19th. Um, 
console and cloud versions of Trackmania, and then Skull and Bones. So, and then there's all, all a bunch of shit for, obviously, The Crew 2, Riders Republic, Division 2, Rocksmith Plus, and Just Dance 2023. So, the immediate first take. Ask I'm, Creed? I'm annoyed at them. The, ad, the Assassin's Creed stuff. What the fuck are you doing? You can't help yourselves, can you? No. You remember? <laughs> In retrospect, it's hilarious because they were like, okay, we, we need to slow down development on the Assassin's oh, Creed you're series. you bring up this again? No. But it's hilarious because no, because you're you're right to bring it up. But this is this was my I I ranted and raved when they pulled this the first time. Yeah, but it's it's even funnier now because like not they did only it worse. <laughs> yeah, not only did they not do it, and they did it one time, which was Origins, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Origins was great, and then they immediately came out with Odyssey, which was clearly like Origins, but like with a different fucking paint job. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait a second. What if we came out with four games at once? And that's where we're at now. We have, um, we're going to get Mirage. And then we're immediately going to get hit with the release of Infinity, which is going to be, well, actually, we'll probably see Code Jade first. We'll probably see the mobile game first, I would assume. Then we'll immediately get hit with. No, sorry. The other time they took a two break was going into Valhalla. Okay, Valhalla. Okay. Yeah. I had to double check that because I'm pretty sure they took one for that and they didn't. Which, look at that. What were the best Assassin's Creed games that they've released recently? Origins of Valhalla. Ones with two years breaks. And then, um, yeah, so we're going to get hit with Mirage, which apparently is a, you know, whatever. A... Which, again, if, if it's next year, the, my issue is the timeline for Mirage and Infinity. Because if Mirage is next year, which is I, the assumption, I think they're planning on it being mm-hmm. next year. They, did they have a release date on it yet or no? I feel like they didn't. Because it'd be weird for them to do a, a spring release. They normally always save Assassin's Creed for the fall. Yeah, it just says 2023 right now. Yeah, so I'm assuming that they want fall. The That would be a three-year gap since Valhalla. Mm-hmm. In, terms, which... in terms of like main entry line. Which that that would be fine. I would that that follows the rule of. I'll allow it. If we if we I normally, I would agree with you. In this instance, I don't specifically because of the background knowledge we know. Right, and that's where the, that's what I mean. <laughs> what scares me is that's following the correct timeline, except that I think the correct timeline is supposed to actually be attributed to Infinity, not Mirage. Which yes. panics me on Mirage. Mirage is a band-aid rush. Yes. Is a Infinity's not ready. Give them something. Mm-hmm. That being said, Mirage might still be okay. If they don't try to do what they did to Odyssey. Yeah. If I mean, they keep it smaller scale, tighten up, tighten, just like don't add all the, the stupid collectathon yeah. bullshit that you added to Odyssey. I don't need to sail. Stop that. Mm-hmm. And 
which I might get away with not having a boat because they have Skull and Bones now, so they don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, I don't know where boats bolts would fit, but 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 I don't know where boats would factor into Baghdad either. As long, if they fit in the same way as they did in in Origins, no issue. Yeah, because all that was was hey, take this to get across the lake and go over there, and you're done. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, perfect. Don't even give me the weird. We're gonna go to Rome issue. I don't even want that. But the if they keep it smaller scale, in smaller scale in the way of like AC one. Okay, that fixes the issue, and can work as that band aid. Yeah, but it's Ubisoft who can't help themselves. So this might be instead of Mirage Assassin's Creed Middle East and you just go fucking everywhere. Which is a gigantic mistake if they do that. Yeah, I I I have little faith as you as you do as well. I have very little faith in, in what's going to come out of this. Um, and I don't know. I don't know where to go from there. I just don't know. I I have a small modicum of faith. Which is to be distributed amongst both Mirage and Infinity. I don't give a shit about the mobile one. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't exist. Yeah, the mobile games are out for me on all accounts. I mean, they look like mobile games, and that's not a knock on them. It was just as we were... I didn't watch the uh, the forward until we were watching it downstairs. And, I mean, it's obvious if you've ever looked at a game, you know what a mobile game is on the screen. Yeah. But it was entertaining just to <laughs> be like, you know, that looks a lot like it's, uh, Rainbow Six Mobile. Oh, it's Rainbow Six Mobile. Okay, all right. Yeah. The, the time that that gift... Uh, hurts you is when you go oh that looks like a mobile game and then they say it's releasing on a series x that is pain oh yeah brand new game and it looks like a mobile game all right okay i can maybe work with this what do you mean it's coming to pc and series x (laughs) that's when you panic um also unique play for them i mean granted everyone knows that infinity is a thing they announced it now officially, so whatever. Did they? I don't know. It seems to be assumed that that's... Because it seems like they're teasing it. Yeah. Or that they're in... Here's the thing that potentially scares me. Is that it won't actually be a thing, but that they will have an in-house project called Infinity, which just means we're never not making one. And it's like, okay, all right, that is not what I thought you were doing. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely an interesting ploy for them, because normally we just get... You know, we they're telling us, they've told us b- about multiple Assassin's Creed projects in the works, which they, they've never really done that before. So, that's that's interesting, and I don't know. I mean, what are the implications on that? So, like, so if, if we assume, well, we know Mirage is a Band-Aid fix. So, are they going to release Mirage? Like, is Mirage yeah, going to be, is it going to stay a fall release? Or is it going to be like a summer release and they immediately plan on hitting us like it's a fall release. So you think they immediately, do you think they're going to do fall release, fall release, uh, Mirage, and then one of these infinity in the fall. 
would I think, been I think the it's following fall. Following fall. I hope they don't try to do some let's shit. Put, let's put it this way. If they're intelligent. So, yeah. that'll be Mirage in October and one of the Infinity ones in December. <laughs> of the I'm hoping year. they don't try to do, like, Mirage and Fall and then immediately, like, oh, here's Code Red or whatever, Code Name Red in Spring or Summer. And then, you know, yeah, just go nuts. But, whatever. We have plenty of other things we can talk about. Like, number two. And take a guess. Psych. We still talk about Ubisoft. Number two, speaking of Ubisoft, Assassin's Creed is already stirring up some shit. An Ubisoft store listing and an Xbox store listing for Mirage carried an AO for adults only 18 plus rating with content descriptors for intense violence, blood and gore, sexual themes, partial nudity, and real gambling. Ubisoft had this to say, quote, Following the announcement of Assassin's Creed Mirage during Ubisoft Forward, some store pages mistakenly displayed the game for pre-orders with an adults-only ESRB rating and are being fixed. While Assassin's Creed Mirage is still pending rating, Ubisoft wants to reassure players that no real gambling or loot boxes are present in the game, end quote. The publisher did not explain how the AO rating found its way into the official Ubisoft Forward live stream. Kind of weird that you would be doing that. And Multiple it would storefronts, mention, and it would mention real gambling, and now you have to come out and say, "No, no, 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 not in the game." Yeah, that's real, real sus, as the kids say. In the stream, multiple storefronts. It's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of fucking up going on there. Yeah, a lot of people not asking questions there's, if that's not correct. There's a lot of. Uh, where there's smoke, there's a forest fire. And Ubisoft just revealed the gender. <laughs> oh, references. You get it? They burned down California. References. Or I guess Notre Dame in this case. You imagine if Notre Dame oh my was a... God, it was all, it was all ploy to get, get Ubisoft's attention. It was a marketing ploy. Oh, that was a ploy? I was going to say, can you imagine if Notre Dame was burned down from a gender reveal (laughs) oh that's also pretty horrible but uh you think they had they had gambling and then they backpedaled or do you think it was i i don't know i bet there's gambling in the game i just don't think it's probably not real gambling and i think that's maybe where the confusion came up because it might oh we're like there's some sort of mini game yeah maybe there's maybe there's currency in the game but not like not yeah, yeah. Like, you, like there's a cup game with like one of the random vendors, or yeah. you know, some type of gambling in the game, mm-hmm. and somebody was like gambling, and, slap it on, and there. maybe that's how it got there. Wild, wild or, times we live in. Or there's loot boxes, or 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 there's loot boxes for the code names, not Mirage, and somebody threw them all together because there'd be loot boxes in the live service <clears> one, or. Or, 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 or they're doing some weird NFT bullshit with Infinity where you oh, can get stuff Oh, that would be great, by... which is the equivalent of gambling, and there was just a disgruntled employee that went, you fucking idiots, yeah. and sent it. We're like, oh, you buy Mirage and you beat it, and you get this item that you can use in Infinity. Yeah, except that once we turn everything off, you can't use them anywhere else, and that's the exact reverse purpose of NFTs. You... I'm not doing this again. I already ran Ubisoft through the ring the first time. All right, all right. Number three. 
Square Enix has announced that it will be ending MMORPG Babylon's Falls service on February 27, 2023. The gaming firm added that large, previously planned updates for the game were shelved, and sales of the title will also be coming to a halt. Developed by Platinum Games, Babylon's Fall launched on March 3rd of 2022. I'm sure that one player is pretty upset. That's nuts, dude. Can you imagine, like... Playing that's a, what playing an MMO alone. Yes, but <laughs> that, that alone is pretty bad. I feel like more than any other game, MMOs, you have to do your market research. You have to do your focus groups. You have to do all that work. How do you get to a point where you release a game? And like, it's so bad that you're closing it down it, before a year. It's not even making it a year. Like, I feel like if you're doing an you MMO... Had to, you had to have been high. I feel like if you're doing an MMO, you have to be, like, sure that it's going to have some sort of player base. You have to be sure that you can survive a year. Yeah. You you have to be unbelievably sure that you can survive a year and then determine yourself. And I guess, you know what it is, maybe, maybe this is me just uh, hypothesizing, is that... We did go through a point where there was a drought of MMOs, where we didn't see MMOs coming out frequently or at all. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the past like year, I would say year, maybe two years. I'd say two years. We've been hit with a bunch of releases in quick succession. Some of them have been successful, and some of them have crashed and burned, and it's almost like people forgot like what it takes. And I say that, and it's mostly... I think Platinum's Games is a Western studio, isn't it? I believe so. Because most of the ones that have been successful have been Korean or... Right, but a lot of those releases, Lost Ark, who's the first one that comes to mind, are already running Yeah, and are just getting moved over. Exactly. Whereas the new ones that are getting launched are just flaming out yeah. or big spike of hype and then not sustainable at all looking at you know new world yeah so that's just interesting massive spike because you paid a bunch of people to play it yep then a bunch of people left because there wasn't the the game world's just empty yeah there wasn't anything to do and now there's nobody playing it and here we are yeah just an interesting uh you know interesting data point something something to keep keep in mind when It's the it's the part of it why I have like hope for the ride MMO, multiple parts of the team behind it, the guy running or like the guy leading the project, mm-hmm. and the fact that it's Riot who already is well established into yeah like they almost couldn't lose money on the MMO because how much money they make everywhere else yeah um but that but I mean yeah I mean that's kind of my be, it's all gonna be years before we see it. Exactly, which is kind of my point. Is like they kind they know what what it takes, what's involved, and they're taking the time to build something. Like you know, it's we've known it's been in development for how long now, and it's it's not going to be seen for three times the amount of that. Yeah, you you can't rip an MMO within two years and be like, perfect, we're good, sell Mm -hmm. it, send it. Like yeah. that is not going to work for you. Yeah. Blizzard's a good example of that too. They were working on a, a successor to WoW, and they pulled the plug because they were like, they were literally working on Project Titan for seven years. Yeah, and, and then, then said, 
No. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. like everybody was. Do you That's remember? Why, do you remember the conversations around Titan? Oh yeah, was, I, we had a lot of them on this podcast. We had a lot of conversations about Titan. It was like, man, wow, too. Like, what is Titan going to be? What even is it? Is yeah. this it's giant successor? And you, you would hear rumblings every now and then where somebody would come out and be like, "Oh yeah, man, Titan, you all wait till you guys see it." And you're like, "What the fuck is even happening inside of those walls?" And then Overwatch comes out, and you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I could see how this could have been like what." where you were headed mm-hmm. and why you pulled back to just yeah. doing what you were doing. Especially the art a, style, man. But there's a reason they pulled back. Oh yeah. I mean, I, that's kind of why I find MMOs so fascinating is they're clearly hard. There's nothing like them, like in, in video games, really. I no, mean, no, the only other thing like them is another MMO. Yeah. And we're just now, after how many years of having MMOs, after how many years having video games, we're just now starting to get hybrids, too. You're starting like to your, get hybrids. Like your divisions, your destinies, these yeah. like weird hybrids. You're starting to get hybrids, and you're starting to get... We're still missing the the old one MMO trick where it's... Just take the nice part of the corpse of the other one mm-hmm. and put that in. Yeah. And build your new amalgamation with all the nice parts of all the dead corpses. Yeah, we need a Frankenstein. Yeah. Someone needs to put a Frankenstein together. Yeah, just take all the good parts from all the dead MMOs and put them into one and call it a day. Yeah. You let me know when that's uh, done, and I'll see you in 10 years. <laughs> Number four, THQ Nordic unveiled its newest studio based out of Copenhagen, Denmark. Campfire Cabal. The developer will prioritize the creation of story-focused RPGs. Makes sense with the name Campfire. Get it? Hey. It is currently working on an unannounced title. Campfire Cabal was established by industry veterans who worked on games such as Expeditions Rome, the Hitman series, and Hunt Showdown. Interesting choice to start another developer when you own a million developers, but... Yeah, but cool. now they can just start one. Yeah, I like something the name. Di- something different. Yeah, I like the name. It's board, cool name. board of buying things. Yeah, let's yeah. make something. Yeah, it's funnier that they're going to be prioritizing story focused RPGs, but have people from Hunt, Hitman, and Expeditions Rome. I also thought that was interesting. Like, hey, we're going to do this thing. Here's people with backgrounds that don't even relate. Yeah, I mean, I guess action part maybe, but yeah, and eh, we'll see. Uh, number five, Electronic Arts has partnered with Japanese publisher, uh, Koi Tecmo, Koi Tecmo, Koi Tecmo, Koi Tecmo, we're going to go with that, and it's Dynasty Warrior Studio Omega Force to develop a new AAA IP. The title, which is currently unnamed, is described as, quote, the next great hunting game, end quote, and is based in fantasy feudal Japan. More details about the project are expected later this month. The partnership is a departure from EA's original's usual strategy of partnering with independent studios. Um, what is Fantasy Feudal Japan? <laughs> fantasy Feudal Japan, and the quote is, the next great hunting game. All right, so we're hunting dragons, maybe? We're hunting some sort of, like, what other feudal fantasy Japan? Monster Hunter in Feudal Japan. Yes. In a fantasy land. Yes. 
So it's all the beasts you've ever fought and thought of inside of Japanese lore. Yeah. Which I not I don't know what that would entail, but I don't know, probably something along the lines similar to the Ghost of Tsushima like mystical DLC thing that happened. Yeah, I guess so. A lot of dragons. I don't know. I'm curious. We'll see. A lot of dragons. Probably a giant pig. Did they have like they had like do they have phoenixes of some kind? Birds? Some sort of birds. There's there's some type of bird over there, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's what they mean when they say uh, hunters. They mean like monster hunter, not actual call of the hunter. Maybe. I mean, I, I would assume. I don't, I don't know how call of the hunter is going to work. Cause you, what do you park the horse in the tent to make the glitch happen? You know what I mean? Like that's an <laughs> issue. I mean, I would assume that would be the case since it's fan. They say fantasy feudal Japan, which is interesting. So, all right, cool beans. Time for a little bit of disappointment. G four TV and do we talk about? Hold on, before I continue this, do we talk about the bigger issue? Which one? Fanbite. I we did not. I did not put fanbite in here. Okay, because fanbite's more involved than actually this is. But I'll do this. Yeah. G four TV is rep- reportedly laid off between twenty and thirty members of staff this week. That's according to Kotaku, citing three different sources familiar with the matter who say the redundancies came by surprise some staff had even shown up on set to begin filming before being told their programming had been canceled affected staff are said to have been given between 16 weeks and six month severance pay based on how long they've worked for g4 tv parent company comcast uh and then fanbyte dropped a shit ton of people as well Fanbyte, who is owned by Tencent now, mm-hmm. Tencent, who made thirty-five billion, yep, and then just axed a shit ton of people. Uh, the better part is apparently people were finding out there were Fanbyte people at, I believe, Tokyo Game Show, getting ready to do all the covering and yada yada, and were dropped while they were asleep in another country. Classic. Um. We will have other stuff to talk about Tencent at some point. Um, Yeah, let me look at this article real quick from TechCrunch. Tencent lays off nearly all of its staff at Fanbyte. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Basically gutted it, and people were finding out essentially via Twitter. Like, oh, so-and-so just got removed from, like, the Slack channel. That was my boss. Am I gone? Like wild. I don't. Well, they're all in Tokyo. I assume it's Tokyo anyway. How does that even? I can't fucking stand people. Well, that was the um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's that's ridiculous. Yep. That's all I got. All right, number seven. Uh, Corporate Vice President of Xbox Game Studios and Head of 343 Industries, Bonnie Ross, has announced her departure from the two firms. In a post shared to Twitter, Ross said she had, quote, hoped to stay with Halo until we release the winter update, end quote, but added that she'll be leaving and, quote, attending to a family medical issue, end quote. Uh, That departure might have been the catalyst for Microsoft to restructure the leadership team. 343 Industries Head of Production, Pierre Heinz Hins will step into the role of studio head effective immediately. Two new roles have been created: general manager of franchise and business. Oh, excuse me, general manager of franchise, 
and then business and operations lead, which will be filled by Brian Kosky and Elizabeth Van Wick, respectively. Uh, following this news was another major departure. Lead designer David Berger is also departing 343 Industries. He led development on the Slipspace engine that is used on Halo Infinite. And uh, based on the quick succession and other rumors, I suspect there will be more changes to come with 343 Industries. Like we said, yeah, 343 is no longer allowed to do what they want. Yep. Yep. Y'all had one chance, one opportunity, one moment. Lose yourself in the To be fair. I appreciate the reference. To be fair, they definitely were given more than... Oh, yeah, yeah, no. They, they were 100% <laughs> given way, way more than one chance. Massive leash on that one. Yeah. Your leash extended from screwing up Master Chief Collection in the beginning. Yeah. Again, Master Chief Collection now, it's great. But you can't release a Halo and do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. No one's going to give a shit if Halo Infinite in 2026 is, like, great. Because, sorry, but your competition at that point... It's going to be a lot bigger. Not to mention your own game is competing against you. Your own game in Master Chief Collection is better... Yeah, uh, Halo is um, a tragedy. We'll just say that. It, yeah. It, I don't want to be disappointed again. But that being said, Nintendo had a direct. So I'm going to blitz through this. Do it up. Fire Emblem Engage is the next mainline entry in the Fire Emblem Plant Trades. It's coming very soon, January 20, 2023, actually. It Takes Two is out on Nintendo Switch on November 4th. Fail frame. <laughs> I couldn't keep going. I was going to lose it after that. Whoa. All right. So Fire Emblem Engage is the next mainline entry. Uh, so, hey, more Fire Emblem. Did you like Fire Emblem? I got more. In January. Awesome. It Takes Two. Not just one. Takes Two Tango. Two. That's true. So that is the old it. saying. I've never tangoed. Uh, out on November 4th on the Switch. Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse is coming in early 2023. So for anybody that remembers Fatal Frame from the 90s, wait, I think. I don't remember when the like first one was out. Uh, wave 2 of the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 expansion pass, which is really the first chunk of actual content, is out on October 13th of this year. So hey. There you go. SpongeBob SquarePants The Cosmic Shake arrives on Switch in 2023. And I hope it comes to other things and I need to do a double check. Because <laughs> I really enjoyed Battle for Bikini Bottom. So, sign me up. Fitness Boxing Fist of the North Star. It's confirmed for March 2023. You know what that means. Start punching people. That's... In game. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Oddballers is coming out on Switch in 2023. Tunic is going to join Switch on September 27th. Uh, Front Mission 1 and 2 remakes are on the way. Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life is confirmed for Switch in 2023. I believe that was the beginning of my Harvest Moon joke. 
Harvest Moon. Everything. If it's got farm in it, it's Harvest Moon. That being said, if you know what Harvest Moon is and you go look at Story of Seasons, well, you'll agree with me. The next Splatoon 3 Splatfest is going to deal with gear, grub, or fun. Not and fun. Interesting phrasing. Uh, It starts on September 23rd. A second Octopath Traveler game is confirmed for February 24th, 2023. Fae Farm, which, hey, guess what? Harvest Moon. Uh, is a farm simulation RPG with magical spells and combat. Whoa. That's coming in spring of 23. Final Fantasy the Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line. <laughs> what a fucking terrible name. <laughs> Will arrive in a packed February. Coming February, 20, February 16th. And in case uh, you're curious about what that is, think of Final Fantasy with Guitar Hero. Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope had some gameplay get kind of explained to us. Looks like if you like the first one, you're going to like this one. That was yeah. my, my takeaway. Yeah. Rune Factory 3 special is coming in uh, 2023. More Nintendo 64 games are on their way. Pilot Wings 64. Oh, snap. Mario Party 64. Oh, snap. That's lit. Mario... You're not playing your drum. <laughs> Mario Party 2, Mario Party 3, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2, 1080 Snowboarding, and Excite Bite 64, and GoldenEye 64 with online play. <laughs> All I can think now is Coach Ball game. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. That was lit. <laughs> Various Day Life uh, is out on Switch now. We talked about that earlier. Factorio. And IB are going to be on their way. Factorio October 28th and IB sometime in the spring. Mario Strikers Battle League gets a second free update. We're going to add Pauline and Diddy Kong. Atelier Ryza 3, Alchemist of the End and the Secret Key. Fucking get away from me. Launches on February 24th. Uh, And there are two tracks. Well, there's more than two, but there are at least two tracks coming to Wave 3. Of the Mario Kart DLC. Uh, Mary Mountain from Mario Kart Tour. And Peach Gardens from Mario Kart DS. I'd like to Who- check out Peach's Garden. You know <laughs> what I mean? Whoever, whoever wrote this, by the way. Yeah. Is Peach Gardens from Mario Kart. They did uh, not have the editor to read this article. No. Uh, Nintendo Switch Sports will be getting the most important update you will see all year. We're adding golf this holiday. Free update. Free. Free money. You want to know what I'm going to be playing? Golf. Dude, you bet your ass I am. The Switch. 100%. You want to know what I'm playing the first night, the first Friday night we're recording when that comes out? Golf. Me versus you, 1v1 in golf. God. Too much pressure. Can't handle it. Going to whiff it. Gonna whiff it and never hear the end of it. The one thing I still haven't done with that is I haven't tried to put the uh, the thing on the leg. Mm. I haven't tried that yet. It's soccer, right? Yeah. Football, if you're European. Ah, no, that'd be the football. Football. Uh, Pikmin 4 is finally confirmed for 2023, so if you're one of those people that likes Pikmin. Just Dance 2023 is reconfirmed for November 22nd, and don't worry, it'll be on the Wii and Wii U. <laughs> I say that. I don't know if that's true, but they 
release that thing on anything that exists that can run a game. It'll probably be playable on a Samsung fridge. Which honestly, if we're if we're talking about things, probably the place it should be playable more. Just dance. You have to dance in order to open the fridge. Just dance coming to a Tesla near you. Okay, don't dance while you're driving. But I like the idea of forcing somebody to dance to Rasputin before they can open a fridge. <laughs> Uh, got to see some more of Harvestella, and there's a demo out, so I feel like Harvest Moon. Nintendo showed off some Bayonetta 3 footage, but, uh, you know, it's Nintendo showing it, so no nudity. Master Detective Archives Rain Code is coming in 2023. Resident Evil Village Cloud Edition, whatever the hell that means. No idea. Uh, Winter's Expansion DLC is out December 2nd. Cloud Edition of Resident Evil Village is October 28th. Resident Evil 7, 2, and 3 are out this year as cloud versions on the Switch. Sifu. I didn't even say a word there. Sifu will be out on Switch on November 8th. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion will hit Switch on December 13th. Radiant Silver Gun, the classic, well, whatever, it's on the eShop now. Endless Dungeon is coming to Switch this year. A Tales of Symphonia remaster is coming in early 2023. Uh, Life is Strange, September 27th. Romancing Saga, Minstrel Song remaster, December 1st. Lego Brick Tales. I might be in for Brick Tales coming fall 22. Let's hope that doesn't get delayed. Go team. Disney Speedstorm 22. So if you want to play Mario Kart but with Disney characters. Ugh. I kind of hope there's like a Mickey Mouse Yo- uh, Luigi face mm. where he's just mean mugging the shit out of somebody as they pass him. I feel like it'd be like Pluto. The dog? Yes. All right. Honestly, yeah, it, Goofy would be perfect. Goofy. Would, goofy. Yeah, Goofy would be good. Just here? <laughs> or like, or Donald Duck's Disney, right? Is that Yeah, he's in that same that same group. Yeah, maybe Donald. Donald or Goofy. Goofy, I think you get a, you'd be able to show the most emotion of like yeah, pissed. Yeah. Donald's just got a bill. It hasn't thought they don't really bend that much, unless it's duck season. Uh, and Fall Guys season two on September fifteenth. That is a dark reference when you think about it. <laughs> that mean that basically would mean he would Kirk made himself. Uh, Kirby's <laughs> Kirby's return to Dreamland is coming back to the Switch. Oh, thank God. And by the way, in case you somehow missed it, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is officially its real name. <laughs> A thing. <laughs> uh, May 12th, 2023. That is technically Breath of the Wild 2 with an actual name. So, Yep. Looks like Breath of the Wild and Skyward Sword had a baby. Yes. And if you ever wanted to skydive, that's about the entire trailer. Yeah. It's just climbing, climbing and skydiving. Climb up to the point you want to jump off from, jump off it. Let's be honest. I mean, that's what people be doing 80% of the time anyways. Yep. Can't wait to see what the gimmick's going to be. You'll be like, oh, got to get over that point. Don't want to walk all the way out there. Let me climb this fucking vine. Yeah. Give me that weird bird disc thing so yeah there's a switch direct you're welcome i just want golf and spongebob i mean i'm a simple man oh and lego 
if you want to talk about where my interests lie, that says a lot. I mean, I'm interested in golf because obviously Wii Sports, or not Wii Sports, what's it yeah. called? Is well, it Wii I mean, sports? Wii Sports Golf was, was a thing, but this is Switch Sports. Switch Sports, you know, is it's Nintendo Sports. They just do it right. Everybody can play. It's easy. Yep. Um, I'm a little curious about the Lego thing to see what that's all about, but I just like, I you know, Nintendo. Just Nintendo. It just needs to, the Lego thing just needs to be priced right. If it's not priced right, it's immediately going to fail. Yeah. If it's priced correctly and it's just, hey, 20, 30 bucks and it's build some stuff with Legos to solve puzzles. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If it's more than that, you're pushing your luck, I think. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, And then, you know, SpongeBob, because I'm a SpongeBob person. I don't know if that's something you should advertise. Why? Because, you know, it's SpongeBob. It, like, kills brain cells. Does it? I feel like it does. I wombo, he wombos, he she we wombo. It's simple one biology, SpongeBob. Oh, see, this is what I'm talking about. All right, you know who are you people? <laughs> That's a good episode. He shows back up to his house, and there's just a bunch of eyes underneath because it's like all his family are in his house or whatever, and he had no idea. And he's like, "Who are you people?" <laughs> Firmly uh, grasp it. And he st- so that that episode. Jesus, here we go. They're going jellyfish hunting, and Squidward's in a full body cast in a, in a, in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, of course. But he can't, so therefore he can't hold on to the net. Because mm-hmm. his hands are yeah, know, all mummified up. Yep. And so they keep just putting the fishing net on top of the casted hand, and it just keeps falling away. Yeah. And Patrick's getting pissed because he's an idiot. Yeah. And you're like, all right, so you firmly grasp it, and then... Nope. All right. Now you got to hold on to it. And it just keeps falling. He, 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 that joke probably runs for like 40 seconds. And then eventually he gets annoyed. And he's just like, firmly grasp it. And he just stabs it straight through the cast. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Pretty good. Uh, I don't know. About, this is all, but see, this is all old SpongeBob references. I don't know any of the new stuff. Okay, that's cool. Because the new stuff, I think they changed animation styles as well. From like a clip I saw, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't even know what that is anymore. That's not this. That's not the SpongeBob I knew. No, <laughs> it's not my SpongeBob. You know what I mean? So, uh, there was a uh, who was I talking? Oh, I was talking to Todd about uh, Wrath Classic, mm-hmm. and we we were talking about something because I saw an article. It was like, oh, only level your professions to three hundred and fifty because you'll be able to still level them once you go to Wrath and yada yada. I was like, oh, okay, let's save me twenty five points. Blah blah blah. Uh. And then <laughs> I was talking about how, like, classic is pain. Yeah. Because it is. It is. Classic is a masochist game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I, so I just, I just typed in, like, pain or something, and I, it, one of the images that came up with a SpongeBob image, mm-hmm. and it's when he's trying to work out to get stronger, and on the, on the wall, he has, like, no pain, no gain and stuff, but his, his uh, bar in front of him has just two stuffed animals attached on the side as weights because he's a weakling. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I sent him that. I was like, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> Complaining, except the, the actual task isn't actually hard. It's just me bitching about uselessness. Yeah. <sighs> Are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? SpongeBob. The crusty crab pizza is the pizza. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Get me out of my loop. Sony also had a little bit of a showcase. Their, their state of play. Hmm? Yeah, Sony state oh, of play. Oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, I screwed myself. Did you? Oh, no, I didn't. Never mind. All right, so uh, state of play kicked off with Tekken 8, which, you know, everyone loves Tekken 8. Uh, you Yo, know. you like Tekken? You like Tekken 7? Good news. There was some dude, he fucking made an eight out of a chain link after he fucking grabbed a feather in the air from a fucking fake wing. It was nuts. (laughs) It was my favorite description of a trailer as we're watching it. Like, did he just make an eight? He made a chain. Oh, he made a whole chain? Made a chain out of a feather? That's weird. Oh, the chain? Eight, obviously. Tekken eight. Oh my God, he made Tekken eight out of a chain. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) The best part is that Tekken has like this whole story. Yeah, I mean, all of these all really of have do. story, and, and I just don't get the it. The entire time, I'm just like, ah, man, fighty man, go burr. Yeah. <laughs> Punch, Punch, Street Fighter so is at cool. least a little bit different, because they had a movie at one point, at least. Yeah. I'm sure, actually, now that I say that, Tekken probably has a movie somewhere. Mm-hmm. But Street Fighter had the movie, because it was all just, like, the country's best fighters going to fight each other now. Yeah. Which isn't that storyline for, like, every every fighting game. Right, except for Tekken, where I think it's, like, supposed to be an honorable thing, and it becomes clans and whatever. Because remember... The cut you're not gonna remember this, but I believe the cutscene for like the first Tekken is a guy trying to kill his son. Like he almost, I think he goes to like throw his son off a cliff because he's not strong enough. Ah, cool. So he like spart spart spartus him. Yeah, less of a kick, more of a throw. But yeah, yeah. Like he beats him. Well, you know, like they inspect the baby and then they throw it off the mountain. Yeah, yeah. Deemed not worthy. 
Yeah. He's like, oh, this baby's got a fucking mole on its face. Yeah. You're weak. Humchuck it. All right. Next up was a PSVR 2 title, Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge. Which, you know, looked like a Star Wars VR experience. It did look interesting. Yeah. I mean. You look fine. Yeah. You got your Greedo looking dude. Yep. You got yep. other okay. things. Had some people in there, you know, going around. Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. Talking about the First Bounty Order at Baku. And... Yeah. Whole thing. Um, And then there was Demio. Yep. As well, another PSVR2 title. I'm uh, curious which is to like, see um, how that one's received. Because it's basically D&D. Tabletop, but with cards. They're, well, they're, they're, so there's cards technically in D&D, too. Mm-hmm. That's a, they're, they're, those are like just your spells. That you're, but you're still able to like be in the world and moving things around. And like it's a full virtual tabletop. I like the idea of it. Yeah. I like I, the idea. It's just I, I want to see how well it catches on. Yeah. Which I was thinking when you were talking about a Lego game. I'm like, oh, man, they really should do a Lego VR game. But I don't know how that would go either. But like the in- I want a Lego D&D game. That would be cool, actually, too. Because then you could make maps and stuff. It's the same way I want a Lego XCOM game. Really, they should make a Lego Dungeon Master game. Yes. Where like there's a, you can build campaigns and then play them. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, yeah I mean, I just agree. There's fucking... Not- Patent that shit. Lego's got copyright. Lego, that shit. Lego is Minecraft, so you can just do whatever the fuck you yeah. want. Why is Lego Stories not a thing? I don't know. Tales from the Brick. That's good. There you go. I nailed it. I'm easy. <laughs> oh wow! There hey, you go, ladies. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> the the other thing I would love for them to do is uh, like Lego XCOM. Mm-hmm. You have all the different universes. You've got Lego Pirates and everything else. Yeah. So it's just, Lego City. Yeah, go Lego XCOM. Do it. There There's needs already, to be more Lego crossovers. There is a uh, a Lego... Oh, I can't remember what the name of the game is. Lego... Lego World, isn't it? No. no well, there's there's a bunch of Lego game. Well, there's that. That's a shit show. Um, there's like a Lego mobile game where you can have different characters from different worlds and stuff. But you're on a, and it's kind of like the XCOM, but you're on a grid system of, I think it's five mm-hmm. against five, and they all have like abilities and stuff. And it's like, you could do that, but now take it to the next level and actually bring it to a PC. It's and like, console. it sounds like a MOBA. Kind of, but you're not, you're not moving. There's no lanes or anything. Oh. It's, you're like, you know, one person has an ability that says it hits the front three for mm, whatever, you know, okay. the other person has a heal, yada, yada, yada. Okay. All right. Next up, they showed Like a Dragon Ishin, which is actually a uh, remake. Originally released in Japan in 2014. Yes. There you go. Boom. I'm crossing it off my next story. Oh, well, <laughs> it's, in bo- it's in both. Yeah, I know. That's why. I, that's, that's how I pulled that out of my head. Because you think I remember that? I don't know, man. Do you have some random knowledge sometimes? That's true. Next up, we had a... Uh, Hogwarts Legacy featuring uh, Joker's laugh. Not really. It was just a, a. It was a weird trailer for a PlayStation exclusive quest that's called Haunted Hogsmeade Shop. Um, and I think it only hurt 
it's uh it did not help hogwarts yeah it did not my my wife who is loves harry potter and is really looking forward to this game watched it and was like i did not like that i do not want to play that what is this this is dumb so yeah. oh i watching it i didn't even really like obviously you would watch it before and you're like yeah. oh it's a side quest and i'm looking at it, i'm like this doesn't even look like harry potter no other than the fact that the person is a wizard and clearly wearing hogwarts robes that's about it yeah it's really out of place um after that was a first person survival game sur- first person survival driving game uh called pacific drive which looked intriguing but i just don't know what it is yeah that that's about where i was i was like i'm listening yeah show me more and then playstation talked about their dumb digital collectibles that they're calling playstation stars <laughs> honestly it's just what they should be called i mean it's just an excuse if, for them to fucking bring back playstation home if which would have been fine yeah, I don't like that's if they the thing. literally without announced, PlayStation Home. What the fuck is this? If they literally announced PlayStation Home is ba- is coming back in a yeah. version two sometime next year with like fully upgraded, you can have your avatar. Everything's in chibi form because we don't want to do much. Makes sense detail. for PSVR too. Yeah, and we don't want to do much detail, so everything's in chibi form. Deal with it. It'd be like, okay, yeah, sure, fine. And then, hey, you can have your little customizing house where you have a shelf full of these stupid things. Yeah, everybody would go, okay, that makes sense. Now, why? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Hopefully, this we're just not seeing the full picture, but you know how PlayStation is. Also, again, it's clearly not for us. Yeah. Uh, then there was Sin Duality, which is a new IP from Bandai Namco coming in 2023. It is described as, Evangelion. quote, Embark on a brand new dystopian journey with a Magus, your AI partner, and explore the post-apocalyptic world of Amasia. Armed with your mech, compete for resources, avoid the rain, and reclaim the ground humanity has lost in a future where humans and AI must find a way to work together. End quote. Evangelion. Yes. 100%. Uh, And then we saw Project Eve again, and it got its final form, its final name. Stellar Blade. It's a PS5 exclusive. Then we saw Fatal Frame, Mask of the Lunar Eclipse, which is coming in 2023. And then the one that was like kind of the surprise that a lot of people have been hyped about is uh, Team Ninja announced Rise of the Ronin. Uh, It was labeled as a console exclusive, which is coming in 2024. And it's described as, quote, you are a Ronin, a warrior free from all masters and bonds. And and as your destiny intertwines with story characters, take part in an immersive combat focused action experience. End quote. It looks really cool. So looks cool. It's Team Ninja. It follows on a. Or it wasn't follow, but it's a. Slightly adjacent path to Ghost of Tsushima. Yep, a little bit later. I'm sorry, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Um, but this one's the, uh, uh, the Ronin are in Tsushima as well. Yeah, but Tsushima but is not, like 16th century. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not the same time frame, yeah. but the same. This one's uh, late 19th century, so it's, it's 18, almost. 18, 
little bit nine. more city life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Guns. Pistols are a thing. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. This point. We're, we're slightly blending cultures now. Yep. So gung fu is officially a thing. <laughs> or sorry, no, what is it? Gunkata? Is that the joke? There's, I, there's both well, jokes, gung, I think. Well, gung fu, I think, is a fake thing. Yeah, gunkata. Gunkata, is... I believe, is a fake real thing. Yeah. Maybe. Sounds good. I can't remember the name of that. There's that one movie. Which oh. one? Is it called Gunkata? I gotta look it up now. Who's in it? I, I don't remember. This what is, happens this is a Lawrence it? reference. You're There's... talking about Equilibrium. Yes. There's Christian Bale in it. Yeah, at one point there's a guy in a black suit against a guy in a white suit. Yes, both of them pointed at each other and are just dancing around each other. That's equilibrium. Gunkata. Yep, gunkata. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> that was like the Lawrence reference. You're like equilibrium. <laughs> uh, finally, there was some God of War stuff. First off, they faked us out with the God of War Ragnarok um, controller. It's a pretty controller. I don't like it, but that's fine. Well, you're objectively wrong, though. That's okay. We're used to that. Blue is overrated and uh, and overplayed in current society. (laughs) (laughs) Just for reference, he's sitting in a blue room. I have a blue microphone. Uh, Wind cap. My phone case is blue. This is a fine blue. All right. I'm talking about this royal blue. Okay. All right. The, I think, honestly, the only part of it I don't like is the part that makes it a God of War controller. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fucking wolves? Yeah. Like, they look... It it looks... Objectively, it's a good color scheme for a controller. And it... The wolf design... It, it's a good design. Yeah, it's, it's just, fine. I'm just not a fan of it because I yeah. like my controllers to be more basic. But mm-hmm. that's... Obviously, you don't do that if you're doing a custom controller. That being said, that controller proves that PlayStation needs a design lab like Microsoft because you could they're printing specific colors on specific parts. So let users do that and you would sell so many more controllers. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um especially I thought they were going to that, contr- that controller's probably upcharged by $10 at least. Oh, I'm sure. I thought they were going to psych us out and this was going to be like the only it, God of War stuff we saw. And I was furious upon watching this. But then they immediately followed it up with a story trailer for God of War Ragnarok, which was really good. Well, that and there's really, there's no, there's no other event between now and release that they would really show it at. That's a fair point. That being said, it is a great trailer. And if you like God of War, it is 100% worth watching. There are a lot of questions that Matt and I have. There are a lot of things that we can't wait to get our hands on, and I am moister than an oyster for it. That is accurate. Someone that I work with was like, I, I <laughs> they, they texted me, and they were like, I pre-ordered God of War. And I was like, oh, they must have shown God of War at State of Play, so I watched the State of Play, and then I saw the controller thing, and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? <laughs> and then and then they followed it up because there was a clear divide there was like the trailer there was the the controller pause story trailer yeah so then then i was like oh that makes sense yeah because it is i i will pre-order it the week before it comes out yeah 
and do my pre-download so it's ready for me mm-hmm. uh, because I'm not about to get bamboozled in case they accidentally delay for a month. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I'm, I'm down with that. For but sure. I am. After everything else has gotten moved out of the fall. This is going to be nice. <laughs> this is going to be amazing because I'm not going to be overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, theoretically. When's the release? November 4th? It's, I want to say November 8th. It's early November. Okay, early November. So if WoW's leak holds true, okay, I have about three weeks to beat God of War. Which is plenty of time. Yeah. Because God of War, I don't think, is going to be long. Well, it took, what, probably 40 hours for the last one? Not counting killing all the Valkyries and stuff? Yeah, I was... Talking just adventuring, and you know for a fact this is going to be bigger. November 9th is when it's coming out. Yeah. So 9th, then two days later is Veterans Day, which means I have the day off, so I'll be able to play that all the day then. Um, I'm just... Listen, man. Fucking special. I'm fucking doing... Um, yeah, so I'll be able to play all day then. That'll, that'll move me a while through that game. Uh, if the rumors are true, WoW well, was out at the end of that month, so I'd, I'd have until then. But... Uh, even then, as long as I was close to the end by the time WoW was coming out, or I'm in, t- I'm at a point where I can say, burn through, then we're good. If I'm still at, like, the middle, that's an issue. But you know how it gets. You reach that point of, not not no return, but you reach the point of, okay, is there really much more I can collect, or do, you, do I need to just sit down and go? Mm, that's why I had November 8th in my head. Football manager. I like that you. First <laughs> off, I like that you have that in your head and not me. Because <laughs> I saw it like out of in a release date. Then I was like mental. No, as much as I enjoy football manager, mm-hmm. doesn't affect me at all. You want to know why? Because you it you play it with with whatever. It's usually a secondary thing. It's not. It, it is a secondary thing. Because especially if I'm still leveling in WoW, I could have Football Manager open yeah. and keep leveling. Um, but, no, mainly, Kenny's still West Coast. Yeah, so you guys do it really late at night. It, well, not just late at night, but, you know, if it's the weekend, and I it's at noon for me, it's only at 9 for him. Yeah. So there's that issue. Uh, but it also means that we, can, we can't do it during the week now. Yeah. Like unless it's there's a holiday or something, mm-hmm. there's no real way for us to play during the week because I'm at home at five. He's still at work for another three hours. Okay, so we start at eight. Well, I'm not playing till eleven, mm-hmm. so yeah. So as much as I love playing it, that usually gets reserved for the weekend. So I can assign my time appropriately. Free time must be nice. Dude, imagine not having a kids and a kid and wife. <laughs> uh, imagine being single and crying about it. Grass is always greener, folks. That's true. Grass That's is true. always greener. Pain and suffering. <laughs> Pain. <laughs> Number ten. Tokyo Game Show started yesterday, and Xbox held a showcase. So we're gonna recap that. And I'm not going to click that link because we already talked about a bunch of stuff. Is there anything in there you can think of that I actually need to talk about? 
Uh, it's basically all they announced was a fuck ton of games coming to Game Pass. And okay. there were some good ones in there. So good news. If you like Game Pass and this podcast loves Game Pass, then you got more things coming to Game Pass, Game Pass. Every time I say Game Pass, <clears throat> Game Pass pays me a dollar. I'm up to 10. I, I can give you a summary of the of the big ones if you'd like. If you can do it quick. Deathloop. Okay. Which it's also getting its golden loop update, which is an extra ending. Ah. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Danganronpa V3, Killing Harmony, um, Nino Kuni, Wrath of White Witch Remastered. Um, and yeah, there's a whole slew of other ones as well. Alrighty. A lot of stuff. There's a lot of hours just in the three things he mentioned there. Yeah. There was a lot, too. The list went on for a while. And it was mostly Japanese-focused, obviously. Yeah, Tokyo Game Show. So, uh, and then Sega got into the mix. So here we go. Like a Dragon. I already talked about that. Uh, and some more Jakuza stuff. Judgment and Lost Judgment are going to be released on PC via Steam. So very cool to see that. Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name, is coming sometime in 2023. And uh, screw it. I'm in for that. All right. I, here's the thing. I've never... You know, I'm going to finish this real quick. Uh, Yakuza 8 is coming sometime in 2024, also known as Like a Dragon 8, because that's what the series is called in Japan. Going forward, Sega will brand all the Yakuza games as Like a Dragon instead to bring them in line with Japan, which, smart move. Yeah. We're not so different, you and I. The... I never cared about Yakuza games. Okay. This is going back years. Yes. Never cared. I was always kind of like, oh, cool, Yakuza game. No mm-hmm. idea what's going on. Yeah. Never played one. Yeah. And then I watched Ray play all of them. Yeah. And I'm like in. Mm-hmm. Now, I've still never played one myself. They look fun. But they look like a lot of fun. Yeah. And if we're if we're being honest, the Asian one, I'm kind of like... I think it would be a good one to dip your toes into because I have the distinct feeling that it... It'll give you the fundamentals of what a like a like a dragon game is, yeah. without the extra stuff that's in some of the later ones. And it's not like like a dragon seven, which is the turn based. Yes, it is like a dragon, like hack and slash almost the early like a dragons yeah. where you're actually just in combat, not turn based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, I'm debating dipping my toes into that one for fun. That's fair. I've had the same. I have the same feelings and the same like ideas of like where can i dip my toes in but like you know yeah because game pass has a lot of the other ones Mm -hmm. and i've debated diving in but then i know i've already watched all of them on on from ray Mm -hmm. and it's like okay cool i get in and play them but i also just kind of don't care and they're then they're very long and i don't ishin seems to include the characters but be in a different time period and not really deal with anything else that's happening Mm-hmm. So it might be enough of a step away where I don't feel the need to then play the next seven. Yeah. That are all dealing with the same story. Because Kiru's story is seven games long. I think, technically. So there, there's a lot to digest there. There is. Uh, but to do it once and just kind of like enjoy it and be done with it. Be like, all right, man, cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean... A new one comes out, and it's like, oh, that one looks good. I'll hop into that one. Exactly. Oh, this one I'll skip. I'll watch Ray play it. I mean, he though, his playthroughs of 
Yakuza slash Like a Dragon are some of my most rewatched things because they are great. After I've watched them, I've watched them all in like their entirety of having them on my second monitor or whatever, but they are great. Just background noise and they are fun to go through again because the games are silly. Everything's great. Mm -hmm. He's good. It's just always in my, my watch list. Anyway, let's uh, speed through some shit. All right. Then there's the Call of Duty Next Showcase, uh, which... All right. We'll start with Warzone. The next big evolution of COD Battle Royale is Warzone 2, which is launching on November 16th. It will be free to play just like the first one. While this new game is being built with the next-gen hardware in mind, it will be released on PS4 and Xbox One as well. <clears throat> Activision is causing, calling it Warzone 2.0, and it's launching with an entirely new map called El Mezra. This large desert also contains some big cities for players to fight in and explore. Uh, Warzone, 2 to Mo- Warzone 2 and Modern Warfare 2 will share uh, seasons, and progression will also be shared between both games. Vehicles in Warzone 2 will now run out of gas. And you can shoot out their tires. There's a new gulag in Warzone. Oh my god. In Warzone 2. Uh, this time around the gulag will team players up with another player. And they'll work together to defeat two other players and earn their chance to return to the fray. Kind of like that. A little 2v2 randomly. Interesting. Uh, the other interesting thing is they're changing up the battle royale formula by implementing multiple circles. This will have the effect of splitting up players for a while before the circles eventually converge into the same traditional Battle Royale finale. Kind of uh, like that. Like, I want to see how that plays out. That'll be very interesting. I had the same thought. I was like, you know what? That's kind of interesting. Like, what happens if your team gets split up? You fucked. That's probably better, what's happening. You better survive. Yeah. Because um, if they're <clears> close, <throat> you could potentially risk it. Could. Like, I got enough meds I can get over there. Yeah. If they're far... You might be a one versus three versus three situation that you are just either hunkering down or looking to pick them off in the middle of it. Yeah. It's very interesting. And then also the fact that it's not just a circle shrinking, it's multiple circles and they got to converge. Way more movement. Yeah, a lot more movement. Yeah. Uh, and finally, no, as far as. No uh, guessing. Get to the middle of a big circle and yeah. kind of hope that it kind of averages out to be around you. Yeah. Um, and finally, for Warzone, Infinity War Ward says that matches will contain 120 players and no bots. That's a lot. It is big. It is a that is a large number, Matthew. That's a large number. I can't even count that high. Now One. on, <laughs> now on to Modern Warfare Two. Spec Ops is back. The mode will be available at launch on October 28th. Did you ever do Spec Ops back in the day? I did not. They're fun. The Dolphin Dive is back. I don't even know what the fuck that means. So that's when, uh, if you're sprinting, okay, and you hold, uh, like to go prone, you dive forward. Okay, cool. So you, there are clips from Dolphin Dive. I think was the f- was in Black Ops as the f- first game it was in, back in 2000, whatever. Uh, and you could dolphin dive like out of windows and stuff. So there's ah, a cool. bunch of clips that are hysterical because you can still shoot your gun. Mm-hmm. So it's people just dolphin diving out of a window and just shooting. Yeah. yeah. All right. So dolphin dive is back. You'll also be able to swim, mantle, and hang off ledges. Previous ways of moving around, like attack sprinting, are back as well, but have been refined and improved. 
Modern Warfare 2 will apparently have raids. These will be three-player co-op experiences that sound similar to raids in Destiny. That's not what raids were in Destiny. That's strikes. Although it won't be released until after the game launches in October. So it sounds like a slightly... Those would basically be slightly more convoluted Spec Ops missions. Spec Ops missions are solo or duo Mm -hmm. missions. Some of them were actually... No, you could do those ones. Weren't they almost like challenges? Kind yeah, you got three okay. stars for completing them. Yeah, and there were X amount of them, mm-hmm. and it is one of the only two. Is the only achievement I don't have in Modern Warfare Two on my Xbox. Wow, fucking loser! No, because I got it for my fucking buddy on his Xbox, and then we didn't ever do it for my Xbox. Wow. Yeah, you know. So you know, choose better friends. Take guess who I am? <laughs> Team player, uh, and a winner, but <laughs> or a sucker. Fucking hey. <laughs> uh, do you remember the was it Battlefield Three Four? That had the side missions in it that you could like duo on veteran or whatever. And they they were basically like spec op missions where you got dropped into a little thing that you had to go undetected, undiscovered, and whatever okay. and like navigate through. Mm-hmm. It's similar to that except Call of Duty's version, but man, the all oh, the battlefield ones were so much fun. We got my buddy and I got so damn good at those. Same same buddy. Uh third person online matches and playlists are coming back. Some larger modes will now support AI players. When you kill an AI player in Invasion, for example, the game makes it clear you took out a bot and not a real player. I hope it screams on your screen, you loser that was an AI. Get good, scrub. <laughs> um, <laughs> just not a, it just flashes in like 172 point font, not a player. <laughs> uh, the beta begins September 16th for PlayStation users who pre-ordered, which is yesterday. And then rolls out to more groups every couple days. It's it's a typical Call of Duty beta. Super convoluted as far as who has access. Yep. So, every couple uh, days, more people can play. Just keep checking. Yeah. Just keep checking. Yeah, I, I got it, man. I wish I could show you some of those. I mean, I guess I could YouTube-wise show you some of those Battlefield missions. The Spec Ops ones were fun for Call of Duty because it'd be like breach and clear a room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do it and usually within a time base and don't let the hostage die and yada, yada. Um, or you know, navigate, go take this silly sniper shot, and don't get detected on the way there, and then do it in a certain amount of time, stuff like that. The battlefield one, uh, I remember specifically there was one where you started uh, next to a canal, and then you had to go into this building and go up something like two or three floors, and not the whole thing was you can't be. I can't remember if you had to get a hostage out or what the deal was. But you had to not be detected, and there were cameras everywhere, and uh, AI anywhere. And if the AI even saw you for more than a second for them to do their little, huh, then you failed immediately. And so him and I are in there, and we're clearing as a two-man unit with silenced pistols out, going up a spiral staircase like you would in an apartment complex. And okay. It's just going around and going around and going around, and we kept getting detected. We couldn't figure it out because like, there's no way they see us. Mm-hmm. And so we finally just come to a. F- we go there like the third time. We're like, all right, let's just stop moving. It started looking. Like, clearly, there's a camera somewhere that's seeing us. And it turns out there was a camera behind what there was a landing that had two dudes on it, and a camera behind one of them. And I found the angle that allowed me to shoot. If it, and I didn't know if it would work. Because I didn't know how good the penetration was. 
but I, from the angle I got, I was able to shoot through the dude's head and take out the camera at the same time, and he took out the other one, so it was a good good sync shot. It just it was one of those like the really puzzle solving moments where you really figure everything out, and you're like, oh my god, that's perfect, and you just still just yeah. sneak and through the building. Yeah, good times. Anyway, let's go uh, rip through some final stories here. Square Enix has partnered with Oasis to become a node validator. I like that that literally says Oasis. Uh, to become a node validator on the upcoming blockchain of the same name. Square Enix is the last of an initial wave. Alongside Bandai Namco Research, Sega, Ubisoft, Netmarble, We Made, Com2US, and Yield Guild Games. Whatever. Number two, games company Zynga has announced that it has completed its purchase of mobile platform Store Maven, established in 2015 and based out of Israel. Store Maven helps creators optimize an app's perform business performance. Uh, oh, we do talk about it. Perfect. Uh, number three, Focus Entertainment has acquired a majority stake in Black Mills Games from M2H Games. Black Mills is known for the World War Game se- World War One game series, starting with Verdun. In 2015, number four, Activision and Tencent has earned over $1 billion on Call of Duty Mobile. $1 billion. Activision has banned 500,000 Call of Duty accounts to date. They have also renamed over 300,000 accounts since launching its automated filtering system, which targets and removes offensive usernames and clan tags. Uh, Pretty sure they're mainline stuff, not their mobile stuff. Number six, Game Informer's Andrew Reiner announced that he will be departing the publication as he transitions to a career in game development. Reiner has been with the magazine for nearly 30 years and in the past two years served as its editor-in-chief. So, good luck. Number seven, Roblox is rolling out in-game ads. Get fucked, kids. Number eight, (laughs) UK media outfit Future has announced a series of layoffs across its publications despite the high profit margins forecast for the end of the month. While the extent of the layoffs is uncertain, editorial staff across brands including Tech Radar, Game, Tech Radar Gaming, Android Central, Windows Central, and iMore have been affected. So if you haven't sensed the trend of journalists getting their jobs cut, well, there you go. Number nine, EA is launching a new kernel-level anti-cheat system for its PC games. The EA anti-cheat will fir- debut first in FIFA 23 later this fall and is a custom anti-cheat system developed by in-house EA developers. Okay, it'll suck. Yeah, there's a lot to be scared about that. Number 10, Kojima Productions has posted a teaser that has fans speculating about what the company could be about to announce. Leading theories point to the darkened image being Ellie Fanning. L Fanning? I think it's L, yeah. L Fanning. Uh, he was seen on a call with Jordan Peele and, of course, none other than Jeff Keighley. I assume that's probably Game Awards bullshit, though, so. Yeah. Which is probably honestly related to this Right, as well. which, again, you want to talk about things you're not going to see for years? Shut the fuck up. Number 11. Starting on October 18th, The Sims 4 base game will be free to play. So, if you have no life, then there you go. Number 12. Tencent has invested into Triturnian, the developer of Mordhau, via a minority stake in the company. You remember Mordhau? Yes. What a time. Number 13, Capcom showed off some stuff at TGS, but the main thing was DLC for Resident Evil Village. It'll be called Winter's Expansion, and it'll have three core components. Story DLC called Shadow of Rose, a third-person mode is getting added to the game, and extra content for the Mercenaries mode. Number 14, Hollow Knight Silk Song was confirmed to be coming to PS4 and 5. Cool. Number 15, Neo developer Team Ninja. Talked about them earlier. Yep. Doing Ronin. 
has released a demo for its upcoming Souls-like Wo-Long Fallen Dynasty, letting players on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series try the new game early. Uh, is that the... That's not the Monkey King one, is it? No. No. Number 16, Konami confirmed that... Oh, God, I almost said Sudoku. Sweet Code in 1 and 2 HD remaster is coming to Xbox One, PS4, Nintendo Switch, and PC sometime in 23. Number 17, Amazon has greenlit Blade Runner 2099, a live-action series presumably set 50 years after Blade Runner 2049. And I don't care. Number 18, Disney released a couple trailers for Star Wars Tales of the Jedi and Mandalorian Season 3. Tales of the Jedi, pretty cool to see Dooku doing his thing. And Mandalorian Season 3, you better go watch Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh that's uh definitely a a required uh number 19 adobe is acquiring design software company figma for about 20 billion dollars in cash and stock and you guys want to complain about blizzard and activision i don't even know what the fuck figma is exactly but 20 billion and we're complaining about a 70 million dollar move maybe shut the hell up you know what i mean yeah i'm just saying Come on, Sony. Start complaining. (laughs) Shut your fucking mouth. (laughs) Uh, Number 20, Ethereum moved from proof of work to proof of stake, which means Ethereum 2.0 is now live. And if you don't know what that means, go look it up because I'm not explaining it. Number 21. The one thing, I guess, that should be mentioned about that is that it essentially makes GPU mining dead. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Uh, number 21, is this long enough to have to do the speed read voice? Because it's going to, I feel like this is kind of important enough to not do the speed read voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to you. Your call. EVGA will no longer make NVIDIA GPUs due to disrespectful treatment. They will continue to sell their current inventory, almost all of it, but won't be releasing 40 series cards. EVGA said they will be staying in business and has not entertained the idea of partnering partnering with Intel or AMD in the future. For reference, GPU sales make up about 70 to 80% of EVGA's revenue and is NVIDIA's number one board partner. Or was. (gasps) Oh my god. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Anyway, it's been seven days. What you been up to? Uh, not much. Just uh, you know, reading reading books, doing the book thing, which is still trying to get through embracing defeat, the Japanese game uh, game book. <laughs> it's real. That'd be a depressing. It's game. a tough one. It's a tough one. Uh, I'm not. I haven't been enjoying it too much. Um, no, not enjoying it because it's tough, or not enjoying it because it's just like not entertaining. Uh, it's and I know those are those are two both, those really. are two hard things to like decipher. It started off because it was tough, like just from a um, mental standpoint. A mental standpoint, yes. And then it's not entertaining, as in like it doesn't it doesn't cover the things that I was hoping it would cover. Gotcha. Um, and next up, I I might do I might dip in and and read through the majority of the Lord of the Rings franchise, or I might do another again. Well, I read, I read, read, like, I do audiobooks recently, but the last time I read Lord of the Rings, I was still working at Target, and I, I physically read them. Yeah, I remember the book. Yeah. It was so I the, might... It was one of the mainstays in the office. Yeah. So I might do audiobooks, um, and then do, like, the Lord of the Rings, and then also all the other... Silmarillion? Silmarillion, and then also, The like, other ones further out that I don't think really is a, matters. 
a lot of there's, yeah there's i mean two main ones silmarillion and there's ones that are like the uh the tales of numenor is one of them yes tales there's, of numenor but there's another unless it's tales of numenor that i'm thinking there's of. another tales one as there's, well it's like tales a, from middle earth or something like that yeah because it's the silmarillion and then the other ones that are like even further hmm. there's a whole slew of them apparently and um so I might I might go through some of those, or I might do I might try to hit books that are on the topic of post World War Japan that I wanted, which was basically uh, Japanese abatsu. Gotcha. So, um, we'll see there. I canceled all of my streaming services. So is that the conversation the other day? Yes, I went through, I canceled them all, and then I will just resubscribe to the ones that I need to. So, like, I'll probably, I'll have Crunchyroll, and I'll probably have Disney+, Disney Plus, and then I don't count Amazon Prime Video, because... Yeah, it's, I'm using Prime. it for Prime for shipping and everything yeah. else, so... um, Sports at this point now, too. Yeah, and, and that's, that's about it for what I got going on. Samantha got a new camera, so that's been a thing. Um, and that's that's been life. I haven't really. I gotta. I gotta figure out. I gotta reassess life and figure out video game stuff again. Like obviously, God of War is gonna happen, but yep. I don't know. That's what you've been up to. Chilling, 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 working out and chilling, working, um, working, working out and. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's basically it. Working out in a while. Uh, taking it easy this week in a while because the fixes and the keys I absolutely hate. Yeah. I just don't want to deal with them. I, that's fair. I think they're bullshit, and I would much rather deal with almost any other affixes. Just because I don't want to deal with them. So, like, can I play with them? Yes. Can I still complete keys? Yes. Do I enjoy it? No, not as much. The fixes where they remove mechanics, right? Or is it different stuff? It depends on this on the thing. Mm. The affixes are like this week is necrotic and spiteful. So what happens? Oh, if you're above ten, you have you gain a seasonal affix, which is the shrouded things that are around the map, uh, and then everything at a two. This is a tyrannical week, so the bosses are stronger. That op- that opposite, uh, the ten up stays for the entire season, and then tyrannical switches with fortified. So either the mob, the trash is stronger, or the bosses are stronger, and that just flips. But the two affixes that are on a rotating table are the other two at level four and seven, I believe, are when they get applied. And this week it is necrotic and spiteful. Necrotic is every time you get hit. I'm not going to be 100% on this, but I think it's every time you get hit, you gain a stacking debuff that reduces the healing you get. So okay. it's mostly a tank problem mm-hmm. because nobody else should be getting hit. Um, but at, at a certain point, that means that the way to fix it is to run away. Hmm. It's just dumb. No yeah. tank wants to run. You want a tank. Yeah. So... It's ass and it's annoying to deal with. And depending on the tank, you can end up like you can build it up so fast that you're just running around the entire time because you it takes four seconds, I think, to drop off. Mm-hmm. 
and then he can go back in and get it up again and then have to run away again. And it's like, yeah, just, why? Um, the other one is that is happening at the same time. This time is called spiteful. So certain mobs for the sake of this conversation, majority of mobs, like 95% of the ones in the dungeon, when they die, spawn a spiteful ad. Mm-hmm. That spiteful ad is just like a ghost that you can kill or whatever. It is technically rotting its health as the longer it's alive. Mm-hmm. So if you just rooted it in place for 25 seconds, it would kill itself off. Okay. Um, but as one spawns, it picks a, t- a player that is not the tank and fixates on them and then just hunts them. Mm-hmm. So it just starts spooky ghosting its way over to you. And then it's going to start punching you for gigantic chunks of your health. Okay. So, run away. Yeah. And if you're in melee, and you were next to the thing that died, and then it chose to talk to you, and it went, I'm going to kill you now instead. Depending on the key level, it could literally one-tap you. That's annoying. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. So... So is everyone basically, like, as soon as you kill something, everyone's got to fucking run away, like, real well, quick? We're like, oh, God. You you have, like, a second, because you'll, once it, once you see it spawning, and it won't do anything, and then once it does the fixate, then you can either decide, you know, are you going to CC it, try to CC it immediately, and give yourself a couple more seconds before you have to run away, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's just, I don't like dealing with it. Yeah. Sounds like uh, hassles. It's one thing if I was, if I... If I'm playing ranged, I don't care because mm-hmm. everything's spawning over there, and I get to just kind of watch it walk towards me, and I can figure yeah. it out by the time I'm there. But if I was a, if I'm playing on a melee character, I'm like absolutely not. I want nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine melee wanting to play this week because either you're melee and you're a tank, or you're melee and you're dealing with that as well. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> I want nothing to do with this. So that's me. Or that's this week, and I'm just like, nah, I'm good. All right. So I'm still going to get one done probably on everybody, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to get multiple done because I'm just like, I don't want to. Yeah. Unless somebody really needs me and then fine, but I just don't want to even. I don't want to do anything higher than a 15 if I can help it. But anyway, that's all I got. I'm good. Alrighty then. Then we shall see you in seven days. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.